UK inflation is already in double figures. So does that mean the Bank of England needs to get a move on like they are in New Zealand with a 50 basis point hike and more big moves on the way? Will it work is the question. If fear of wage growth is a big concern, then you might think Australia is in the clear for now. Those numbers yesterday could be clanging warning bells a bit, though. We'll look at why that is. And the Fed minutes just out. Actually, a little more hawkish than most are expecting. Or are they? It's Thursday, the 18th of August, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, bond yields have edged up a fair bit. Ten-year treasuries are up nine basis points to 2.89%. Two years were up about eight basis points, but it's just four now. The real moves, though, have been in Europe, uh, particularly in the UK, up 16 basis points for 10-year gilts. Two years are up 25% to around 2.4%, which I think is the highest since January 2008. Aussie 10-year yields, by contrast, up just five basis points to 3.27% at the uh, close yesterday. Another nine basis points on the future since then. We've seen falls in US equities. The Dow down half a percent this morning. The S&P 500 at close down three quarters of 1%. And the Nasdaq losing one and a quarter percent. Google is down 1.8%. Meta has lost 2.6% today. And NVIDIA is down almost 3%. The US dollar has been up and down but around the 106.6 mark, uh, marginally up on yesterday, but it is up 0.6% on the Japanese yen and half a percent on the Canadian dollar. Not much change in the euro. The pound is down about 0.4%, but the Aussie has lost 1.2%, now down below 69.4 US cents. And oil is back on the rise as well, at 1.4% for WTI. Brent up 1.1% to a little under 93.40 a barrel. So those yields showing that there is a drive to bonds away from equities. David DeGarish joins me from NAB in London. There is certainly not much risk-taking this morning, is there? Uh, absolutely not, Phil. Um, it, you know, equities have been very much a, um, driven by what's been happening in the bond market today. Mm. And uh, it, it was off to the races, wasn't it, from yeah. first thing this morning? Yeah. I'd barely been at my desk for five minutes waiting for that UK CPI number. and um, Is that what's done it? You know, or is that part and that, 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 really, that really set things off. I yeah. think it was two things. One, one, technically, it was a bit higher than expectations, mm. uh, but it was really the sticker shock from a double-digit inflation rate, yeah. really, that, that, you know, that sort of was a sort of a wake-up moment for markets. So, um, you, know, the, you know, the fact that UK inflation is the highest since before the Falklands War, I'll leave you to explain to our listeners who are not old enough to remember the Falklands War. But um, it's basically yeah, Britain trying to hang on to a tiny island that's uh, thousands and thousands of miles away. I mean, <laughs> something, something like that, something like that. But um, you know, and the fact when you look through the CPI, what ten point one percent food inflation. You know, all the staples in life, housing, household services, yeah. even clothing and footwear. Seems like yesterday we were used to, you know, clothing prices just going down each yeah. year, yeah. year on year. You know, all that supply coming out of China and elsewhere. Uh, yeah. Clothing and footwear prices up, what, 6%, 6.6%. So not just a fuel story. No, well, in fact, I mean, the, that core number is the real concern, isn't it? Because that's risen from 5.8% to 6.2%. It's actually up 0.3% in July alone. So that's telling yes. us something, isn't it? So that, yes. and that, that risk, so cryptocurrency is also down today. Bitcoin down for four days. They are behaving like other assets now, falling when there's risk around. It was supposed to be the uh, the other way around, wasn't it? It was supposed to be a hedge. So uh, how is this going to be fixed? You have to wonder, uh, you know, is the, because we were going to get above 10% in the UK, but the, yes. it seems like all around the world, these things are happening much sooner than expected. 
Well, it wasn't. It wasn't that much above where the Bank of England expected it to be. Mm. Uh, you know, with their report earlier this month. It's just the psychological you know, barrier. Nine point, exactly the psych, the psychology of it, Phil, and the fact that it, you know it's it's um, it, it, it's accelerated, which really caught the market by surprise. And bear in mind too, um, this week, the whole optics around uh, gas supply out of Europe. Uh, the pressure that's put on U.S. gas uh, markets um, and a lot of more discussion still about oil prices and where they're going to go, the whole energy space. Yeah. Um, so I think we'd thought that, you know, a few weeks back, we're over the worst of oil and maybe that will be the case, but um, maybe not. So that's mm. sort of added to the the, uh, the negative atmospheric as far as but the market's concerned. Isn't it interesting that it's so much higher in the UK? And by the way, the approach by Liz Truss, who's probably going to be the Prime Minister, is to lower taxes and expect more growth, which you would have thought, actually, that's possibly the worst thing to do right now, rather than sort of subsidising the lowest incomes, actually getting people to spend more. is just going to put more inflationary pressure, I would have thought. But why is the UK doing so much worse than Europe? Because inflation, 7.5% in Germany, 6.1% in France, in Italy, mm. even in Italy, it's at 7.9%. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of those countries, they've actually seen the headline number slide a little, but not in the UK. I mean, they they look great compared to 73% in Turkey, uh, but way above everywhere else. I wonder why that yeah. is. Is it Brexit doing a bit of this, perhaps? Is it that much that it's above, like, the 8.6% for uh, for mm. uh, the Eurozone? Well, by the way, that's expected to be revised up by 03 um, you know, the Netherlands at, what was it, 13.8. Yeah, they are higher. Yeah, you know, exactly. Spain, 9.2. Yeah. Uh, even the US, 8.5 after that lower CPI. And Australia, really pedestrian at just 6.1%. Yeah. Uh, so it put, puts the UK on a par with Netherlands and Spain and some yeah, others. Yeah, 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 with South American countries, mm. Philip. Yeah, I'm not sure. yeah, or Argentina, who've got those, still Indeed. got those bloody islands. Uh, the um, <laughs> the uh, the GDP growth rate for just before we quickly move off Europe uh, for Q2 yes. in Europe, uh, the the, est- uh, the the second estimate has been downgraded ever so slightly. So GDP year on year has grown 3.9 percent instead of 4 percent, but that's down from 5.4 percent in Q1. Again, you know, compared to the UK, I mean, that is a much stronger number. At least it's a positive number in Europe. It is. But what's going to happen in Germany in the second half of this year? Yeah. You know, with, all, with all of the, you know, it's, um, they're facing a very, very difficult situation. I mean, UK doesn't seem to have the energy supply issues. The price is quite another thing altogether. Mm. But uh, the disruptions can come from, you know, it, Germany must be praying that they get rain very, very soon and you know, and get the uh, the rivers flowing again. They've got real issues there with uh, with gas supply and interruptions, the production, rationing, all of that. So um, difficult times. You yeah. would have thought. Yeah, yeah. So it is just a question of timing, isn't it? It might, you know, by the by the end of the year, it won't look good for anyone. Although they are still spending in the United States. Uh, you know, they're out Indeed. buying more stuff. Retail sales year on year. Up 10.3% in July, up from a revised figure of 8.5% in June. Uh, but if you look at the month-on-month figure, actually, it's flat. But um, but So perhaps it is starting to slow. But is that enough? I mean, the Fed want to see well, demand softening. That, that, the interesting thing with that report, Phil, is that although headline retail sales are flat, pretty much all of that's the lower uh, gas prices coming mm, through yeah. to uh, consumers. They didn't save that. 
um, you know, they spend it on other things. So, you know, ex-autos and gas up, um, what was it, 0.7. They've had back-to-back 0.7s, I think, and then the control group, which sort of feeds more directly into consumption, that's that's up 0.7 and 0.8 in the past two months. And the Atlanta Fed GDP now now pegs uh, Q3 consumption. Of course, we're early in, in on that quarter at 2.4%. So that's above the 1.8% rate. Uh, they've had on average for the past four quarters. So the US consumer is still out and about very much. Yes. Phil. Yeah, it is. Although I tell you somewhere where they're out and about more because I had to look at the oh, yes. uh, the open table reservations. Uh, you oh, know, yes. the, the, those statistics because you yes. think you know if you if you're short of cash, eating out is probably the first thing to go. So uh, bookings are up four percent in the United States. If you look at last Saturday night compared to the same time in 2019, mm-hmm. so four percent up on pre-pandemic levels. Yes, the UK. Uh, which is supposedly struggling, 29% increase in uh, restaurant booking. And Australia, have a guess, 131%. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 above, you, above 2019. Yeah. <laughs> well, people are – maybe it's because it's more expensive to eat from the supermarket these days. Well, maybe that's it, yeah. Although, I think, yeah, maybe it's just the last hurrah as well. Maybe they can oh, see what's I, I think there's an element of that. Yeah. Um, you know, what what is discretionary and what's – you know, what's yeah. absolute, what's yeah. required in these circumstances. Yeah. How many times do you do that, though? You go, oh, look, this is the last time we're going to eat out. We said that last week and the week before. Anyway, we'll see how long it lasts. Look, the Fed uh, minutes haven't been out for long, have they? And there were some signs that uh, actually that they might be treading more carefully so they don't overreact. There was a line Perhaps. in there. I mean, your, your comments, but let me read this line from it. First of all, there's a risk that the committee could tighten the stance of policy by more than necessary to restore price stability is what it says. So that's that's saying, well, OK, we need to make yes. sure we don't go too far. Yes. And, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll raise you with the, <laughs> with the line, Phil, that um, participants judge a significant risk facing the committee uh, was it elevated inflation could become entrenched, that, that sort of mm. line. So yeah. they're yeah. really covering themselves both ways there, aren't they? they with, are. with, with, and, and as Powell said, we're going to be data dependent. And they did have uh, an, an encouraging CPI. It wasn't the horror story we'd seen in the, in the previous couple. Um, but, you know, it's, we've also had a super strong pay rise. I don't think they were expecting that. Mm. Um, so... It's a lot of water to go under the bridge before we get to the uh, the, the FOMC meeting next uh, next month, and of course we've got the uh, Jackson Hole coming up next week as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. By the way, Jackson Hole the week before Jackson Hole, which is next week, was when we actually started this podcast. So that was uh, six years ago. Yes. Six years ago next week. Yeah, come a long way since then, haven't we? Uh, wages in Australia um, they haven't been a problem until now. Uh, not really been that inflationary, but are they becoming an issue? Well, if you look at the headline number yesterday, you mm. might not think so because up 2.6% year-on-year for Q2. That's only a little up from 2.4% last time. But it's a bit misleading, isn't it? Because those who did get an increase got a 3.8% increase, which is the most since 2012. So if everyone else follows suit, again, this could just be a question of timing. Then that's a concern, isn't it? Well, this this is also before the uh, this is before the what five percent minimum wage rise yeah. as well, you know. So mm. uh, the spillover from that, and I just noticed one of the press stories um, from yesterday. Phil, the Sydney Restaurant Group planning to offer five thousand dollars sign-on bonuses for staff they're taking on into the summer. So, 
not trying to build it into their permanent cost, but it's um, it's quite an attractive sign-on bonus, isn't it? Yeah. Well, do you know why they've got to do that? They've got to do that because restaurant bookings are 131% up on- You've uh, got it. You've got it. <laughs> I love the way this all ties together, don't you? Uh, so Fair does enough. this? So is this, this pressure then that is, it seems is building, is that putting more pressure then for the RBA to do 50 basis points in September? Are they the, the, the next in this 50% club again? I think so, and the fact that uh, the rate in Australia is lower than than elsewhere. Mm. And the in- interesting thing happened in the markets today, Phil, that and and that is that the the market is now priced in um, that that by, by around the middle of next year, Bank of England rates will be higher than US rates by then. Wow! So wow. you know you're talking about like three and a half, three and three quarter percent bank rate. The market's got priced in now that next two to three meetings, the Bank of England is going to increase rates by 50 points at each meeting. Now, that would assume, wouldn't it, that um, we see some decisive policy action to arrest the impact of um, utility prices on households, Mm. I would have thought, without that. You'd think you'd have quite a bearish view of the economy, wouldn't you, if yeah. they increase rates by 150 to 200 points? But to do that, but you mean by the government to do that? You've got to yes, have indeed, you, indeed, you, by you, the government. You've got to have a government to do that, though. Haven't well, when the, when there is a, a government <laughs> appointed, yeah. Now uh, in New Zealand, three uh, percent cash rate. Now that's what was expected. Of course, we had that 50 basis point hike yesterday. Probably another one percent to go because I think the expectation is that it's going to reach four mm-hmm. percent, uh, but maybe sooner than perhaps thought. More big big hikes to come, perhaps. Yeah, I think it's uh, most most analysts would have seen that as a, a hawkish mm. fifty. The fact they lifted their terminal rate, you know, whether they think the, the cash rate will get to it its peak from three point nine five to four point one. Now, there's not a lot of difference between those. You could round both of them to four percent, but. You know, uh, optically, it's it's a little bit higher, uh, and and talking about those risks still, that you know, their inflation concern. So, uh, yeah, four hmm. percent is is, uh, is 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 what uh, my BNZ colleagues think. Well, let's uh, hope, that, yeah, let's hope it works. Let's hope that you know, they, they be- are the canary in the coal mine, yeah. aren't they? Indeed. So, Governor Governor always going to be quizzed in front of the uh, Parliament Select Committee from this morning in, in Wellington, uh, presumably. Uh, so, Australian employment numbers today, an unemployment rate of 3.5%. It really can't go any lower than that, can it? But uh, if seeing people out of work is part of the answer, then the RBA is obviously I mean, it's a shame that it has to be that. The RBA obviously want to see it go up a bit to whatever, you know, that, that old fashioned notion of the non-accelerating rate, whatever that is these days. Yes, yes. And, uh, well, there's a lot of people who thought that wouldn't get below 4%, Phil, mm. and here we are at 3.5%. Yeah. So let's see how those numbers roll. We have seen a bit more um, two-way action in uh, job ads and so forth recently. So maybe the rate of employment growth is slowing down a bit, but uh, vacancy rates, advertisement levels are still very, very high. You yeah. know, we've just been discussing the Australian labour market and, you know, what's happening in the hospitality industry and more. Yeah. 
All right. Now, uh, rates in Norway today, another place that's set for a 50 basis point hike. They're all the rage, aren't they, at the moment? I mean, they're anything less and you're just not in the game, are you, really? Uh, jobless claims in the, the United... New, the new 25. It is. The uh, jobless claims in the United States, the Philly Fed business outlook. We get existing home sales for the US as well. Esther George and Neil Kashkari from the Fed talking about, you know, well, inflation probably. Uh, that's all to come. So it's a bu- it's been a busy day. It's an, another busy 24 hours as well, but we'll leave it there for now. We've talked long enough. Good to talk, Dave. Speak soon, Phil. Cheers. Always a pleasure to talk to Mr. DeGaris. Uh, I am back again tomorrow morning for the last one of the week. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Have a great Thursday. See you in the morning. Thanks for listening.